Hey, my name is Michael Rosso, and this is FPP, Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. This is episode number 104, June 1st, 2014. And the exciting thing is, what you don't know yet, except for the people that were there, because it's so quiet, in a second, you will, because it's going to be like an uproar. We're recording this live at the FPP Walking Workshop 2, our second year here in Finlay, Ohio, also known as WW2. WW2. And we're here, first time ever, with a studio audience. Let's hear everyone. Oh my God, the levels are off the scale. Oh yeah, it's going yeah. to sound like a blue cheer record. <laughs> uh, for those of you joining us, I'd like to introduce uh, the folks here. My name is Michael Rosso. Uh, to my left is Matt Mirage. Hey, how's it going, guys? To Matt's left is special guest Keith Swan. Uh, Keith is going to be a guest on our next show in two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. You sound like a pastor. Uh, right, but he's sitting in observing. To my right is John Fidelli. Hey, now. Mark Dalzell. Hey, Dane Johnson. Shazam. Leslie Lazenby. Hi, everyone. Hey, and welcome. On this show, we're going to be talking about a lot of film stuff. Of course. Really? <laughs> film? Yep. We're going to be talking about some cameras that we love and have become sort of like classics. And a lot of the cameras we talk about on this show are here and Folks here can grab them and shoot with them. Experience them. Experience them. Like the famous Yashica GSN Electro 35. Hi. I mean, you always hear about the older formats like 620 film. Or, hey, how about 127? It's great. But almost no one has heard of 828 film. Wait a minute. What? Exactly. Which is the same size as 35 millimeter, but it was a format of film that was on backing paper. So it's the same size. Mm. So if you could score these spools it's and cute. the camera, you could roll your own yeah. 828 film. It's very so, cute. Yeah, we're going to be like chit-chatting about that. Right. We're going to be talking about <laughs> the excellent, awesome, special New 55 project. Matt's going to update us on yeah. the, the success that these entrepreneurs have had with this instant yeah. large format film. Huge success. Awesome. I have here, I don't even know what this <laughs> is, Unifex Meteor. That's what? me. Okay. That's mine. I'll take that. Thanks. Uh, Dane Johnson is going to be talking about this is segment F is for effed. <laughs> That's right. The which new is, Sue Grafton. Which is the way he like messes up. Like, you know, people we try, you know, some of us try to get like excellent images, awesome images. Dane's the opposite. He's like doing Sharpie, bleach, lime, all sorts Not of sandpaper. Yeah. So that and a lot more. But we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's a great year for pictures. And Scofilm makes the picture right. And Scofilm any day or night. It's a great year for pictures. So why don't you go and get A N S C O? And Scofilm. And Sco. This weekend, make your pictures great with Ansco. Hey, we're back. Uh, for those of you on Flickr, Dan, aka Nano Burger, mm-hmm. he is as obsessed, if not more so, uh, than me about. Microfilm, shooting black and white microfilm, which I'm going to talk about really briefly because I could talk about it for an hour. It's sprocketless film. Sprocketless. And I have completely ignored it only because finally I, I emailed uh, Nano on, on Flickr. I'm like, dude, like, how am I supposed to shoot it? Mm. Of course, you could shoot it in an A28 camera or you could shoot it in a 120 camera. But he hit me to the fact that you could take a Canon EOS 10S that doesn't use sprockets. To, to uh, load film, and this particular model, the 10S, also does not have a diode that counts frames. Well, what does it use to load if it doesn't use sprockets? Friction. 
Pull, it pulls it. The great thing is I just – actually, this is what the Fuji HR2. It's purple. This is exposed, and you can set the camera so that it leaves the tongue out, which oh, is great. Too cool. oh. Yeah, it's too cool. And it doesn't have a diode to count sprockets. And someone here asked me earlier, hey, man, can I use my EOS camera? I said no. That's because your EOS uses the diode to count sprockets, so if you use sprocketless film, you're going to get an error message. But the big question right here, because Keith is here, mm. can the darkroom – can like, do you use sprockets to process film, or not really? Yes and no. Yes and no? Yes and no. Mike over there. We can process that in our dip and dunk equipment. Right. So as long as it's C41, E6, or black and white, we can't process it in our automated equipment because okay. it'll throw errors because there are no sprockets. Mm-hmm. So put a note on your film saying black and white, microfilm, no sprockets. Exactly. And it'll work. We need to know what kind of black and white it is exactly. Okay. Of course, I do. Something I, Mike sent me. I process yeah. everything. <laughs> that, that could be a good zillion not C41. I process everything myself in Kodak D76, so I guess that's, and it comes out great. So that's good enough for D76 you, right? It's good for stuff. you. <laughs> right. Mike uses one-to-one, 150 degrees. Yeah. Six oh. minutes, 60. Somehow. 12 hours. It works. I actually have been complaining about my processing, and I realized, because I was running the water, and I'm like, oh, my God, when I finally got a, th- a thermometer Running the water, I'm like, oh my god, it's 82 degrees. Oh, no. <laughs> Stoops. Exactly. Yeah. If any folks have any questions about, you know, microfilm and the wacky world of it, you could just, you know, grab me later and chit chat about it. I'll reiterate that. But I just had to squeeze that in. Why don't we start with a letter, John? You want to read the letter about A28? Oh, sweet. Yes. Oh, well, okay. A28 film, we do need an intro. What is it? Kodak created it a year after they officially introduced their 35 millimeter. So it was 1936. Expired. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. Died. Discontinued. 1985. And they brought it out as really a very consumer-based film, and they created very consumer-based cameras for them. There weren't a lot of high-end, and it never it was never a big thing. Uh, I worked retail, photo retail, for 24 years, which meant I started at the age of six. And uh, <laughs> um, we had one customer, Donna, and we kept 828 in stock for Donna. Wow. That's just briefly the history, and their first cameras were the Bantams. There you go. Well, the first one, I've got it here. The first one was the Bantam. Yes, the oh, okay. Bantam. Oh, that is a cute one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, it, yeah, so it has nothing. It's just F8. We'll talk about it later. But, yeah, it's just a little F8. It doesn't even have a bolt. It just shoots or doesn't shoot, and that's it. So that was what the camera was basically put out just to sell the film. Like exactly. They needed need an outlet for the film until the other companies caught on. Uh, but then, yeah, then Pony came out, which they're Pony right all over Pony. the table. Yeah, there's more than one, so I guess it's a herd. Yeah. <laughs> I could, oh, you got one over there? Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. I get my daughter a pony now. That's awesome. <gasps> we, ha- <laughs> we have some ponies here that you could take out. We have a few, Leslie? Yes. Mm-hmm. But we have a letter, uh, and the reason that we I brought the box of 828 to uh, this show is because one of our listeners and regular contributor, Johnny Bryan. Hey, Johnny Bryan! Oh, Johnny Bryan. <laughs> hey, Johnny Bryan! He sent a big box of he rolled it himself, rolled his own, made yeah. his own spool. He made his own spool. Yeah, which is yeah what are they? Washers yeah. and like wow. screws? It's crazy. That's just, oh, whoa, it's, it's good. Like, it's like mini one twenty seven with, yeah, oh. with oh. notches. Yeah. Oh, I got to get some of that. Yeah, and I thought oh, you know we would nice. talk about this format here at the show. So Johnny says, Johnny says, thanks for the podcast. I've gotten an enormous amount of enjoyment from listening to the group. It has the right mix of banter and information. 
In reality, you're like 98% of people who enjoy film photography, bumbling around a bit and having a lot of fun. I bought a Canon A1, which was my first camera in the mid-70s while at college. Uh, right now, I have, an a, I have a couple of A1 cameras, a couple of Holgas, a Chinese TLR and I use, that I use regularly. I have some assorted other cameras, including one that you helped me discover, the Pony A28. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a neglected camera due to the film format, but it's still cool, especially since you can buy one for 99 cents on the bay. Mm -hmm. So even if half the cameras don't work, you have a lot of spare parts. Uh, Kodak really missed an awesome marketing opportunity by not making the Pony A28 Magnum camera. It was decades before Dirty Harry, though. Go ahead. Make my day. <laughs> To fill this niche, yeah. To fill in this niche, uh, I produced some FPP edition special A28 Magnum film for you or any FPP peeps that need an A28 fix. Nice, Matt. Uh, there's some assorted black and white and color film that I rewound from 35 mil film. I also made the spools from some aluminum tubing and washers. You did? It's just too yeah. much. It's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Uh, he says, winding the film is a bit tough, though, as it's hard to get the film slash paper tight around the spool. I cut down some 120 backing paper to make the backing. Uh, the six 4x5 numbers are perfect for the 828 exposures. They even line up on the green wow. window. Green window. Incredible. Uh, I also green threw in a couple window, of six, extra four, spools Excellent. and backing paper. One thing I've found um, with the film I wound is that, it roll, is that the rolls have a lot of spring. The film can still start to unroll even though the spool is fixed by the spring in the camera. So, word to the wise, try and hold the film with one finger while you are putting it in the camera. Uh -huh. Or use a small piece of tape. You can still get some fogging on the start of the spool nice. if you're not careful. So, <laughs> there may also be a little bit of fogging at the edges of the film. That also, because I've not been hearing much love for the pony lately, I've included a Pony A28 and a couple of rolls of film for an FPP listener. Uh, that's that's the slow one? We have no, I have the slow one. There's, there is a good one. There's a good okay. one here somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says it's uh, about 25% slow, but reasonably accurate. Nice. So keep up the podcasts. I'm always looking forward to the next one. Johnny Bryan. Yes, Ooh. Johnny Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Johnny? Thank you. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> Leslie, is the 828 pony on the I, I want to try it table or no? No, that's completely empty. I don't know where it is right now. Oh, there's like three of them floating around. Uh-huh. Maybe in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, maybe. We'll there's find one, it. There's we'll one find that it. actually works that I know I yeah. had all over. Oh, and let me just add, yes. if you're ever playing with the ponies, <laughs> to take, if you, if you get one that's bad, obviously we have four here. Three out of four of them don't work properly. It looks really tempting to unscrew those two screws and take it apart. It's a giant pain in the ass to get it back together again. So... Hmm. Block off an afternoon if you if you want to get in there. Or to, just send to it to Mark and he'll take care of it. He's got it down to half an hour. Never no again. problem. Yeah, it took me five minutes to get one apart and an hour to get it back together. So if you're if you're shooting a twenty eight and it's thirty five millimeter film, same thing when you're sending it to the lab. If you're not processing yourself, put a nice 
you know, piece of tape on it, notify the lab that, hey, you know, this backing paper, there's 35 millimeter film here hmm. with sprockets. <laughs> sprockets. Exactly. Sprockets. Uh, does anyone have anything to add about 828 film before we move on? Anyone? Hey, I have a, I have an interesting thing. Your favorite, the Photron? Yeah, yes. 828. In special cartridges, so you yes. don't get to see it, but it's actually, that's all it was, was 828. I know. There you go. Huh. All right. Well, all right. good name. No shit. Photron. That's going to be a new We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. Hey, it's Mike here with John. The Dark Room is a lab on the West Coast. And these days, because, you know, you're, we're all shooting film, but, you know, the big question is where do I bring my film to get processed? Because mm-hmm. so many local labs have been closing. And even our local CVS, Target stores, Walmarts. It's diminishing. The Dark Room is an option, and they've really stepped up to develop all films. films. 110 film, 126 film, 35 millimeter film, 620 film, 120 film, 4x5 film, 8x10. Wow. One stop uh, shopping. Black and white, color print C41, color slide E6. E6. Uh, 120, 220, 35, 4x5, 8x10. Room. It's thedarkroom.com. They also do testing of awesome films like Lomo X Pro, Red Scale, True Black and White, Crossbird, Red oh, Bird, Nightbird, oh, hey. uh, Infrared Films. All of us here at the FPP highly recommend you go there. They'll take good care of you. The Dark Room. Dot com. <laughs> Tell them the FPP sent you. Yeah. This is Michael Rosso. We're at the University of Finlay. This is the Polaroid Party. And this is a great segment because Leslie is going to tell us all about what the new Polaroid films made by the Impossible Project, what is available in 2014. Leslie, what films are available this year? From the Impossible Project, thank goodness for the Impossible Project, we have uh, color and black and white for your original SX-70s, your 600s, and color for your Spectre, but I'm not sure about the black and white. Black and white is coming. Black and white is coming. They have introduced the newest version of black and white, which is stunning. Very clean blacks, very clean whites, not so sepia. Incredibly fast processing time. It's practically finished in five minutes. Wow. But you must shield this. So we're back to shielding that type. Uh, pop it out, keep it covered, stick it in the pocket, whatever. The current color is about 45 minutes finish time. The color's beautiful. It's the best they've ever had. You'll know in about five minutes on how your exposure is going. You do not need to shield this, but it's a little bit more temperature sensitive. A little warm will shift your color. A little cool will shift your color. But that pretty much is what's going on with the Impossible Project. They have special films uh, quite often. They just had the uh, cyanotype film. I'm not sure what particular name they had on it. Cyanograph. Cyanograph, that's right. I haven't shot mine yet, but there are some sweet... There's some back there, some sweet oh, specialty oh, films sweet. all the time. The, the newest is the uh, Impossible 600 Skins Edition. Yes, kind of like those skins. Yeah. I really do. Sweet little border. They did also supply us six boxes of film today, oh, yes, which is wonderful. I didn't bring any of them with me to share with you. I personally oh. kept them all, but... But anyway, and also Fuji, too. The, uh, most of you know that they have discontinued the 3000B. Um, we are never 100% sure what they're going on. Even if you're a dealer and you deal with direct with them, you're still never sure. It could be maybe in a year they may do a special run of this, and it'll be available again for a while. But right now we still have the beautiful FP1000. 
100C, and it is beautiful, beautiful color film. I'm going to do later on, maybe not even for the crowd, if you just want to come up and we'll play with it, I'm going to do some emulsion lifts from that and some negative bleaching with that. It's so easy to do. I have some little canvases here if you want to mount them, some canvas sheets, but some things to play with, and that works with that peel-apart type film. Nice. Very nice. That's probably about it for Polaroid or Instant. Okay, uh, FPP is an impossible partner store. Go to FPP. We carry all the newest films as well as the Fuji films. Sweet. Okay, I'm beautiful. Now, on to the party. Well, I want proof of this. No, you don't. We're late already. Don't worry. This is the world's fastest developing color. You see it in seconds now, not minutes. Well, there's your proof. Go on, get it all out of your system. The Time Zero One Step and Time Zero Super Color Film are made for each other. That's why they both come in Polaroid's new made-for-each-other pack. Feel better now? Okay, let's go. You taking that to the party? Why not? I'm taking you. Hey, we're back. <laughs> oh. oh, for this for, show. For what show? For lighting and four <laughs> by five. Oh, well, let's... Uh, Just so you know. Ooh. Yeah, you know what? Let's... Uh, sure. No. There's another show okay. too. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, Matt hey. was going to talk about New 55. And, you know, really, we really shouldn't we wait any longer. Yeah. Tell us about what it is, what happened, and what's extraordinary about it. So what's extraordinary is there's so many different uh, Polaroid formats that are kind of gone by the wayside. Folks have uh, attempted to bring them back. Impossible Project brought a fair amount of film back, but uh, the single sheet... Polaroid film was one that was very exclusively used, uh, especially by a lot of fine art photographers. Um, David Burnett comes to mind uh, with his work with the Olympics, but geez, uh, it was a, a format that it was, was surely to be missed. These folks out in Massachusetts, Bob Crowley and a couple other folks, actually have reformulated and kickstarted successfully a $400,000 campaign to get New 55 film back. So, if you have a single sheet uh, Polaroid film holder, a 545 or a 545i, hold on to it. Those things just, uh, just skyrocketed yeah. in, in value. Uh, if you don't have one, I suggest getting one ASAP because the film's going to be dropping by, uh, by this fall, I, I believe. Now, Matt, this goes into the back of a 4x5 large format yeah, camera. Yeah, so yeah, it goes into a 4x5 inch view camera. Uh, it fits. Almost every single four by five back there this is. This gentleman sort of has a mini version of. Oh, it's got, oh, hey, hey, it's oh. got a baby. There's no right, there's no right there. there. So yeah, what was great about this film is that you could you could expose it uh, expose it and get a, a usable print, and then you could also develop out the negative and get a working negative. Sometimes you would have to overexpose to get a good negative or underexpose to get a, a good print. But with the new 55 film, it's going to be the same exposure, so you get one good usable print and a really good uh, workable negative. Nice. Uh, they haven't quite figured out what their cost per sheet is yet, but who cares? It's back. Mm. It's, yeah. uh, it's available awesome. for folks. So, I'm, yeah, I'm super stoked, Marks. He's brimming with excitement. It <laughs> It'll fit. Oh, there's Marks' new bit. view, which we've talked about on the show. Watch that thing's a tank. I know. Can you hold that up for people to see? I don't think don't hurt can. your don't hurt your shoulder. You almost smashed your phone. Dan. And Mike, we're gonna have some of uh, some of the old school uh, single sheet instant at the Polaroid party, right? That's awesome. Mm. Let me show you real quick. So nice. That's process. Here is uh, all the old Polaroid four x five instant oh, film that would go that. into that back. Is everything cute. okay over there, Mark? I was taking it apart again. Good. Good. Going to shoot something? No, no, yeah. Tomorrow uh, for our Polaroid party, which is tomorrow afternoon at the university. Uh, what I brought boxes of this. I mean, 50% of it may be dried out, but... 
This is all that, I mean, before the new 55, this was it. That was it. You yes. were kind of beholden to whatever the pack wanted to do. The smaller the, the pack with the pod was, the quicker it would dry out. And I would buy this on eBay for crazy prices, not even, like, the seller doesn't even know if it works. So you just took a chance. And it didn't yeah. usually work. It didn't usually work. And this is pricey, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredibly. What silly. are they, $60? For a box of this, 100 buck, Even more at times. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Shush. crazy. So this, expo- this, this expired in July of 1999. <laughs> Fresh. Yeah, that'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, really. We have to play Party Like It's 1999 I do while we're shooting it. I might oh, have a yeah, box yeah. of uh, like a picture of 2009, which would be the pretty f- like Probably awesome. About the last run, yeah. Yeah, the last run. I may, have, I may have one box of that. So. By the way, Mike, did you back New 55? Of course I did. Did you kick him some money? You getting some boxes? Yeah, I'm getting some boxes. Who here's, who here's getting some boxes? Michael. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're we have a question. No, we have a question. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about the Polaroid. I, yeah. I never used any of it. What, what size did the SX70 shoot? And what's the what's the 55? Oh, the 55. Uh, that was just the uh, emulsion number on it. So Mike was holding up a box that was type 57, and 55 was just a it was a, a lower a lower speed, really fine grain, gave you a beautiful tonal range print. And uh, a really nice usable uh, negative too that you can make beautiful enlargements from. And also had uh, you can always tell what was shot with that old uh, single sheet four x five because there was a little metal clip that holds on to the uh, the paper and pod combination, and it would have these little cool marks on it. So uh, this is one of their color emulsions. This is type seventy nine. So all the different emulsion numbers stood for the film speed. If it was color or black and white, all the fifties were. Uh, black and white, all of the 70s were color. So uh, 55 was just kind of like the classic one that uh, a bunch of the fine art photographers as well as kind of the celebrity photographers of the time were using. So that's kind of the one that everybody wanted to bring back. Clear Do you know what film they used for yes. the new 55? So I read somewhere that it was Triax, but I don't know if that's what it was. No, I don't believe it's going to be Triax. I know they tested a couple different emulsions. They were uh, they were working with FOMA, and they had something that worked well with that, but there were some issues with the spread on it. So I think they've still got some work to go. A lot of, the, a lot of people... Uh, had questions during their Kickstarter saying, hey, you know, from the look of it, it looks like I'm going to be paying $15 a sheet for this stuff. But that's not accurate. You're paying for their R&D. You're paying for these guys to test it and make sure you have a good working emulsion. Just like What's R&D? Possible. Research and development. Okay, Sorry. good. Sorry, I work R&D now. So <laughs> Give me that man a ticket. Is there another question? There is. Carlos Zamora. Oh. Yes. Seattle, Washington. Oh, no way. Come on down. Right. What is that question, sir? Big news. So do you think that... Since this new film was funded, it'll encourage someone else or Fuji to keep on making films. Oh, good question. Uh, what is the question? Well, the question from the audience was, uh, now that New 55 works, is it going to um, entice people to start new Kickstarters for other extinct films? Which is, I'm paraphrasing, but I absolutely hope so. Because I, I posted even yep. on Flickr, I said, I would love to see 126 come back. I, you know, it might be a while, but if you 3000 some black and white pack film to come back would be great. I would love to see some new disc film. Like, just any, any of the old extinct film formats would be really cool. You're dreaming, buddy. Ready, ready for the retail opinion? Uh-oh. Here, well, yeah, here, also, here, yeah, here we go. Mr. R&D. First my book. I was going to say, from, from a layperson perspective of, of maybe how the Joe Consumer feels, a lot of time anger is... is is directed, especially on the internet and threads, towards Fujifilm. And mm. that's, you, you know, you have to kind of give these companies a break because from their perspective, being Fujifilm, there just isn't enough of a market for FP3000B for them to continue to make it. So don't be angry at them. What we really need is an entrepreneurial uh, company, a, a new company, 
who's much smaller, who doesn't have as much overhead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That could, I'll get oh. it. <laughs> we need a smaller company to come in and, and make a, a, a pack film, the smaller pack mm. films. You know, it's yeah. not really Fuji's fault. They just nope. There's not enough market for it. They wouldn't stop making it if they were making money yeah. at it. Right. They're not in the so, business to lose money. Matt? So. No, that's exactly it. Oh, you, you summed yeah. it up. It's, um, well, that's what I just said. <laughs> I didn't hear that. And you are? Small, small overhead little company come in. You know, oh, the, Fu- the Fuji infrastructure is too big to support 5,000 people who are, make, who are using Yeah, the, they won't make a short run for, for yeah, anything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But companies not... like, you know, I mean, there are rumors that Ferrani is coming out with 126. Or, oh. you know, you keep hearing like, oh. Well, they have that in, I come from the analog recording world. And in two-inch tape, they, they, since that went up to like $300 for, you know, 16 minutes of tape. They op- they actually open a factory up in I think it's in Louisiana or something. They they save up and get enough money to open the factory for five days. They crank <laughs> out as much film that was ordered, and they close the factory tape. back down. Hmm. You know, for magnetic tape. So wow. maybe they'll do something like that. Mm-hmm. Boutique boutique oh. is definitely the answer for Question. for that kind of tickets. stuff. We're gonna run out of tape. We have more questions. Oh, 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 oh my god! With the new five five being open source. With the new 5.5 being open sourced, is it possible to use the similar process to bring something like 3,000 bags in fashion? I don't know. I just repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it. So the question is, Is with the creation of new 55 and the new R&D that's going into it, is it possible to um, recreate something like FP3000B if and when? Since it's open source and it's not a patented thing and you can, another company can take and run with the chemistry. Yeah, it's, how do we know 3000B is open source? Meaning it's, they said it was, right? Who said yeah, it? That's how they no, it? 55 is. No, uh, no, no, no. New 55 is, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't be the same the thing. The question is, of course, we don't know. We're just guessing. Does mm-hmm. Fujifilm even care if a small company starts making it? If they start making money on it, they'll care. Yeah. If they hold the patents, they won't. Yeah. I mean, they, they may think, ah, it might be 50 years, but we'll start making it again eventually. We're not going to let it go. So. Yeah, it might take time because, like, uh, Fuji's Instax, their, their color, films, the wide and the, the mini film, mm-hmm. that stuff uh, works the exact same way as the old Kodak instant yes. film did. It just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know what, Matt? Last year, if you recall, a small run of 4x5 instant film, Fuji, FP100C, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom, there it was. It just appeared. No yeah. one knew. So clearly there was a need for it. Fuji has the machinery, and they made a run. The fact that right now the market is flooded mm-hmm. with FP3000B, a new shipment just arrived from Japan this mm-hmm. spring, it's conceivable that maybe a year from now There's another another batch will come out. So, well, so working in a, 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 a retail breath. environment, a store where, where everybody just comes off, you don't know who's coming in off the street. Angry? Um, not angry. Um, I would say we have a couple film shooters that come in to Midwest Photo that I would put in the uh, conspiracy theorist nice. kind of category. I love those guys. Um, and one guy, he's, di- he's a Hard FP user, and he's, he's dead set that fluoride or nothing like that. No, <laughs> yeah, he's the, his conspiracy theory is that uh, Fuji has all of it, and they're they're readily making it, and they're they're holding on to it just to drive up demand. Aww. But they don't see any of that money. It's all they're in cahoots with yeah. the government. They're trying to take our it's, film away. <laughs> so there's all sorts of theories out there. One more question. Way to the back. Question for Matt. Matt, now you're kind of all in that whole retail kind of world. Finger on the pulse and everything. Have you heard from the new 55 people about once they get over the hump of doing the new 55, doing other 4x5 formats? Like I know a lot of other 4x5 people, the lack of 4x5 film and anything instant has been very frustrating. Impossible. Keeps coming out with all this stuff. 4x5, we get nothing. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. That was that was amazing. <laughs> recap. 
what the gentleman said. Um, yeah, so this was just basically another another question. If there's the po- open the possibility of producing other four by five instant formats by the the folks at New Fifty Five. I remember in the initial interview that uh, we posted up for for FVP, uh, they were keeping pretty quiet. There was really no the official answer was no comment on if other formats were possible. But they they showed that they had discussed it as if there's interest they'll look into it for for the different formats but i haven't personally talked with uh, with mr crowley about it there's some hope there and really the fact that they got the money for for new 55 is really promising for anything else to get off the ground i think it has to be um, a real concerted effort for that film to happen and it probably has to be through one of the existing outlets like new 55 or impossible it we don't want to spread it too thin having a bunch of different companies because once you have to go to five or six different people to kind of stock your film fridge that's when it gets really unstable a few years ago like inconceivable ridiculous for me to think that i would actually be shooting this <laughs> so for folks out there like oh man i don't even care yeah, about what you guys right, are talking about right. all of a sudden mm-hmm. i had an opportunity to get a crown graphic four by five camera granted it sat for a year before every time Matt came over. I'm like, Matt, what's with this thing? Clean the cobwebs off of it. Remember? Oh, yeah, you're scared. The bulb blew up in my hands? Yeah. 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 (laughs) For anyone who who wants to know about flash bulb, like, what is this bulb in my hand? I can tell you that they're coated so well that it blew up in my hand. I did not get burnt. Wow. wow. So, uh, large format is more expensive, but you know, once it's readily available, maybe you'll go out and get yourself a 4x5 camera. Yeah. Next thing you know, you'll, you'll be out in a field. You never know. Outstanding in your field. Outstanding right. in your field. Oh. Oh. I knew it. <laughs> but there is, there is some it. very Take cheap 4x5 <laughs> film, too. I didn't get oh, one. Yes. That's what I'm using to get, get my feed into it. They, you know, the, we'll talk about it some okay. other time, perhaps. Very good. Oh. When we come back, do we talk about the Yashika GSM? We have not yet. Oh, well, we talked about years ago, but I know we're going to take a quick break and then we'll uh, discuss it. (gasps) Do you love the film photography podcast? Show your support. Visit our online store at filmphotographyproject.com. That's right. Your purchases at our store support this show. What show? (laughs) You're not only supporting the podcast, but you're also supporting our ample giveaway programs and our workshops. Just go to filmphotographyproject.com and click the store button. Good golly, Miss Molly. We're an official reseller of Kodak Alaris Films. That's right. Impossible Project Instant Films. Super amazing. And our very own FPP hand-rolled films. You're one-stop shopping. I have to tell you, I spent all my waking hours, no joke, (laughs) seeking out awesome films for your 35mm and 120 cameras. Most notably is the addition of Shmina Films. Shmina from Eastern Europe. That's right, Schmina Films. Right in our very FPP store, you'll see the famous Schmina FN64, Photo 100, Photo 200, Photo 400, and lots more. As well as Eastman Kodak black and white motion picture film. That's right. That's right for your 35mm still camera. Such stocks as Eastman Double X, Eastman High Contrast 5363, and the awesome Kodak Fine Grain 2366. Check out all these unique film stocks right at filmphotographyproject.com. Hey! Thanks. Let's get back to more show. show. 
Hey, we're back. Hey. <laughs> this never yeah. gets old, by the That's way. It. <laughs> Does it have the battery mod? That would be the question. Leslie is going to talk about a camera. I always try to be super positive about everything, but, you know, people love it. Super positive. This is a cult camera. You jealous? It is a cult Shark camera. The Yashica GSN Electro 35. The battery was even kind of an oddball then. The PX32. Surgery. Rebuilding. We were checking if it had the battery we'll see mod. see if this had the mod in it, which okay. it does. But, um... Uh, often referred to as the poor man's Leica. Okay. Nah, I don't know about that. But poor man was a strong guy. I thought that was a Leica. <laughs> yeah. um, I had a friend who was interested in a rangefinder camera for street photography use. Because uh, what should I get? I, well, let's just see what the top are. Top ten rangefinders. Top nine Leica. Number ten. This. Really? What? Yep. This. Introduced in 1973, it is a rangefinder. It is kind of really uniquely designed on top. There, there's some flaws I'll get to at the end, but uh, hefty, 24 ounces. It's got the great Yashinan color lens. Hi. Color, calling it color lens was simply just a marketing thing. It really didn't mean anything. Two and a half feet to infinity on the focus. Does have a leaf shutter and a copal shutter. It's sweet because if I can make it go off here. Oh, the flat, the, the, the uh, stop lights, right? The, the light, the stop lights, uh-huh. They will tell you by pressing this button partway down. Oh, that, of course it won't. There you go. There we go. I press this part way down, the yellow light comes on. tells me I need more light, and it also tells me which way to turn the lens to get more light. So I don't even really have to know what those F thingies mean. <laughs> but there's the yeah. yellow one for under and the red one for over. And a beautiful big ASA dial on the top. You can't accidentally change this. Hot shoes, good old standard hot shoes. Self-timer, pretty darn fast. Wind. No, one seven. Oh, wind. Oh, yeah, one seven <laughs> lens. That's yeah. why people like this. It's a really a sharp lens. It is a one seven lens. What's that mean? One just... seven lens. F one point seven. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, when they talk about a lens, they will give you the largest opening as the most important number. And on cheaper cameras, you don't it's get the, it. It's the largest opening, the smallest number. Like everything else, it's very confusing. It's a step. It's a stop. It's a you know, <laughs> they give it three different names. But always, you'll pay more for the lower that. That number, which is the larger the opening. It's leaving more light in and allowing you to shoot in lower light or maybe stop action better because it allows you to use a higher shutter speed. But and the viewfinder on oh go ahead. If you're giving hints to your mom or grandma to go look for these and talk and you know, go find lenses, she's like, They got a bunch of lenses. I'm like, Don't just go look at the find me the lowest number and tell me what that is. <laughs> she goes, It's a one eight. I'm like, I leave it. Leave it. <laughs> got a million of them. Throw it on the ground. Oh good. So the the meter actually is pretty darn accurate. It is really a nice... They, they like this as a street camera. Like Viewfinder is big and yeah, bright. It it's wonderful. And it's the typical, you know, one image slide over top of the other. Pretty darn quick to focus. But the cons. There has to be some problems. Con. This thing... Con! <laughs> electrical. First off, it does take a PX32 battery, which is three 640 batteries soldered together and shoved in a tube and stuck in there, you know. But yushikaguy.com actually sells you a sweet little battery adapter, and you can actually make these yourself. It's not too difficult. Sweet. But this battery adapter takes a PX28, 
which is a very common cannon battery. Hmm. It's also very hmm. common in you don't say. garage door openers, things right. like that. So it's nice. You can get it from a lot of different sources. But still, you put a nice fresh battery in, there, a lot of times there's electrical problems here. No electricity, no camera. No ticky, no shirty. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and then this camera also suffers from the pad of death. The pad oh, of death. Yes, it's just called the pod. What happens? And the whole advanced system runs with some pins that run up and down as you take the picture, shutter, the whole bit. Those pins are down. We have to get them back up. When you advance it, they come back up. The pad is up there to kick them back in and tell them that they're up. And that's just a little rubber pad that, that just disintegrates. But it's really easy to tell if you've got a good pad in these cameras because as you take the picture and then advance it, you get the clunk. Shoot. Oh, clunk. thank you. Clunk. Oh, clunk. Oh. Oh. That's the clunk. You got the clunk, the clunk is good. When the pad goes, I got the clunk it can drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was real hard to get rid of. <laughs> It's like this all the time. Yeah. You try to be serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you all right, wait. Okay. <laughs> We're back. I don't even know where I was. Actually, you can replace them yourself. People use little pieces of inner tube. You can go online. Say, you you yep. can. You can send it in and have it done. Uh, when they go, your, your exposure can be off. It may not work at all. It may drain your battery. It can cause a lot of weird, weird things. And it's just simply referred, referred to as the pod or the pad of death. So the biggest thing is, is if you can find or have a battery with you, you've got your battery test, little green light comes in on the top. Yes. Okay. little advance. Yes. It's going home with me. Here's my $3. And there you go. And, there, and I wanted to talk about this tonight because we have quite a few of these in the giveaways. And they are really They're really great. Plan. I've been using great this camera. for year, a couple years now and some of the sharpest shots. And also the, I don't know if it's the color lens or what, but the colors do <laughs> jump out. It oh, seems like. I don't know what it was. None. Yeah, yeah, I, guess guess so. I know. I was like, oh, that's green. Must be. You know. So there's a, just a little lock and an on switch. Yeah. Kind of stops the drain of the battery. Also, no accidental. A quick point. Uh, when shooting with a range finder, I usually leave my lens cap at home. Yes. Uh, because, because you start oh, shooting with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on. still seeing everybody. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You go half a day. You're like, oh! <laughs> what type of film does it take? 35 millimeter. Good old standard 35 millimeter. One other quick story on this yes. one is this is the camera that kind of got me into film in the sense from Mike, where Mike came to a Smooth Sailors jam, and he borrowed my camera. I remember that was years ago. And he, I was like, look at this one. I got this for 15 bucks, whatever. And he's like, all right. And he used it and shot some of the craziest pictures because it was with just – your camera. Remember the one with all the light yeah, stuff you yeah, got? Yeah. You got some light painting stuff. Everybody just yeah. – it was just <laughs> nuts. And I remember that was when I was like – you know, I had this one. I had another one. I was like, I got to get it. More is there a B mode on that? There bulb? is a B yeah. mode. So you were running it in B mode with a flash. A bulb with mm-hmm. a flash. And you were, so and it stays open until you oh. release your finger. And he was just playing with the... Dane's band, great. you know, they're, they're playing, and the room is very dark. So, yeah. of course, they have all their diodes on their pedals. Yeah. So I could shoot them with the flash, keep the shutter open, and then I'm like... <laughs> oh, man. On the diodes. <laughs> crazy. crazy. And you'd swear some of these things go behind your head. I'm like, how do you get it behind my head? By chance. Yeah, he's good. He's magic. Man, Mike is magic. 
I'm very happy that inspired you. So that was when I was, was like, it? I've it's never sweet. seen that on any of my... My phone just can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to get this film thing. Done. And that's a super yeah. important thing. Like, even yeah. though I'm, I sort of half complain to you, like, oh, you know, I don't really like that camera. I completely forgot that I already shot with it. Yeah. <laughs> All night. Goes you know? around, comes around. You know, what keep, drives me always to shoot is, is inspiration. Yep. You know, the fact that Johnny Bryan sent that box of A28 film is like... Yeah, it yeah, drove me to say, "Oh my God, I've never shot with this format. What is it? You know, I've never used this camera before. Just hit the street and or go to a smooth sailor gig and mm-hmm. and just start shooting with it, which yeah. is kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, that is a fact. Anything else on the uh, electro? That's it. Now I just want to get away a second from film photography to tell you folks here here at the at the uh, the Jones Mansion. I can't tell you how great. <laughs> like you know, my mom makes brownies. Uh-huh. Sometimes you know, I'm I know like, the oh, they're great, mom. These brownies nice. aren't they killer? These are, like nice, right like they're nice. nice, like they're chewy. Dip them in the cookie dough. Did you get one with the with the crust on the they're end? Chewy, yeah, but I'm like the crusty middle. I'm edge guy. I'm in the middle. And then there's this dip. It's like a cookie dough dip with like chocolate chips in it. And this is after the fact that I've had like these meatballs and the bacon thing, what I call bacon wrapped bacon. It's actually some kind of crisp in there, but I looked at Dane's. I'm like, is that bacon wrapped in bacon? <laughs> <laughs> and then dipped in bacon. Yeah. yeah. So really, a, a round of applause yeah. for the folks at Bacon Cafe. <laughs> those ladies still here? Uh, I think so. Mail's in. P.O. Box. Oh. P.O. Box 152. Butler, New Jersey, 07405. USA. This gentleman, he's an artist. He yes. actually changed his name just for us. Uh, yep. We're like, well, how do you pronounce this man's name? Oh, Weldon Pops. Because he put it, you know, the phonetic spelling. But now he actually changed his name. <laughs> now it's just P-O-P-S. So this is from Weldon Pops. Where is he? He's in Canada. Where, where exactly? He is in from uh, Merrickville, Ontario. Ontario. Hmm? I don't know where that is. And he sent He always us. sends the good stuff. Yeah. It's, Ooh, Tim Tams. He yeah. sent us a standee of John Fidel. Oh, oh man, look at that. That's awesome. Let me see. See? Zoinks! And of course, here's a package of Tim Tams. Tim Tams! Yeah. Yeah. How did he get those to Ontario? I don't know. So, uh, FPP gang, Pops here. I was listening back a couple of podcasts ago, and I heard John F. on a Tim Tam bender. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Still hung, awo- hung over from that, that one. That couldn't have gone over well. He said he preferred the originals. Nuff said, here you go. Pops, you're awesome. I'm not really a character guy, but I thought I'd take a shot at it. I worked up a miniature standee of John. Mike sent me a sampler pack of hand-rolled stuff. Thanks ever so much. No other podcast comes close to you guys. Whoa. I went looking because I've heard all of them. Oh. The other film photo podcasts out there are either really stuffy or loudmouth blowhards. <laughs> His words, not mine. <laughs> Pops, a.k.a. Toon Boy 7 on Flickr and Twitter. Thanks so much, Pops. That's Give nice. Him Tim Tams. There you go, John. Crack his open, pass him around. All right. I can't guarantee everyone's going to get one. Take one down, pass him around. But there are two packages of Tim Tams that you can win. Yeah. Oh. So, oh. Yeah. Let your appetite. Okay. Hey, these are great. Yeah, these are great. Oh, delich. Let's Try switch no gears here. And, and uh, Dane's topic, which I find oh. awesome. F is for f F is for f and you know we went on a, on a you know a FPP New Jersey guy photo shoot one Sunday morning. It was all the Jersey folk, and we went up to the Ringwood State Park and you know bring our photo gears, hang out to shoot. And Dane, you know, purposely sabotages his film. 
<laughs> well, it was like using the film, and the whole thing is like using the film and getting the most out of the whether the camera, the medium, the process, the and just seeing really bringing attention. Ah, look at microphone, and even bringing attention to the fact that you know this is. This is the creative part that I want to focus on. As soon as we started doing stuff in our own kitchen, and I was like, well, it's, we got our own chemicals. We got, I'm not going to Target. You know, I ain't going to mess anything up. Right. Um, so <laughs> I was like, why don't I throw some bleach in here? You know, why don't I do a little take, do some lime Before juice? Before you shoot it. Yeah, well, yeah. So the idea was, I've, I'm always, well, from a music point of view, I'm a big, like, John Cage fan. I, I'm a big fan of, you know, alien music, stuff. experimental stuff, avant-garde, whatever. So I was always, like, a lot of the music I used to do was, you know, or still do, was number-based and things like that. So you actually get surprised by the end result of what you've created instead of having everything pre-planned and then knowing what's going to happen every time. So bringing that into some of the camera work, which for me is anybody that kind of has any seen, seen some of the stuff I do, I take forever to get my stuff online and, and to scan it in and to get it developed because it's, for me a lot of times it's the, the interaction and the initial process of, of interacting and taking the picture. And then after seeing it, I'm, even if it's longer, I even get more surprised. Whoa, when did I do that? You know, what is this? So easy six month pad between easy, shooting and normal five. six month. I have no. I am not in a hurry. I am right. like I'm like yeah, I did the, I did the part I want. You know, we'll we'll get around to that later. Yeah. So you know, since we started doing it in our kitchen and we had our own chemicals, I could start to mess with stuff and three rolls. I got three crap cameras. You know, <laughs> let's see what I can do. So I got you know, one of them I did with sandpaper. You know, hit it with some low grit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything in the dark. You just go in there and you just you know. Ah finger you know but then you uh then another one as i we were using i was using you know all slide film so i'm like let's do some watercolor some really watered down green or pink or purple and just paint it and you know do it do some stuff get a sharpie write some offensive things on it so it a mark you know and then uh another one was like lime juice i was going to a gig and i knew it was going to be dark so i knew all the pictures were going to be blurry because i had to do long exposures and flash stuff so i just had some lime juice in the fridge from that, that stuff you mix with Greeks. I mean, you don't have real lime. Right. Unfortunately, that stuff... It's in the little lime, little plastic lime. I learned the hard way on that one. A little plastic green thing, and I just opened it up in the dark and splatted it around. Let it dry a little bit, because otherwise it'll just make smear. But I got halfway through my roll on that one, and the sugar, it had sugar in it. So it kind of it turned into glue. So I ended up getting halfway through, and then snap. Oh, well. You know. In the camera. Into the dark bag, you know. But that's fine. I re-rolled it, finished it off on another camera, you know. So you can do a lot of things with your film to really bring focus on the actual medium and not on the actual... And how it kind of interacts with the, the picture you're taking. And you can, you can kind of think about it, you know. You can do sandpaper and then go take industrial shots or the opposite, you know. Go take pictures of your family with, like, red paint all over it or something, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but otherwise just let it be a surprise. Mm. So when you actually get it back... You know, so the lime juice did the weirdest thing. Just not only did it put splatches and stuff and break my film, it also the red colors came out like brilliant, like red, like glowing red. And I didn't. I was like, it was just regular Kodak gold. You know, nothing fancy in a C thirty five AF two. Have you tried it again with uh, you know real lime juice? No, that's I lemon. I did lemon. Oh, lemon. It wasn't. It didn't do my because I don't think I let it sit long enough. I think I needed that because I, I did it and then I shot it. I should have let the acid beat yeah. in. You could probably get an exhibit because if that be, if that if that's your stick. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things. We were even just at the back of the hotel room talking about some cool ideas. You know, I, I got one right here. What the hell are you digging I don't like for? that sound. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We nuked it for 10 seconds. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Not my microwave. Because I have the king sweet. It's a metal spool. It didn't spark at all. But here's what it did do. We nuked it, and we're like, yeah, this is great. Okay, I'm putting the lid's popping off. I'm like, oh, geez, it expanded, you know. Oh, in so, the Yeah, so the yeah. lid popped off the top, so that's why it's Ten in here Ten seconds now. is too long. It was a little warm. <laughs> Lesson learned. I'm going to shoot that tomorrow. I won't lie to you. Third degree burns. Yeah, I won't lie. No, it, uh, it didn't even spark, but I am not saying you should go home and nuke your film. But we were kind of hanging out. We're like, well, what could you, what would happen? We have a microwave. Let's see what happens. You have a microwave, Mark? Yeah, I got the He king got sweet. this King Sweet, man. He's got a fridge and king a microwave. Sweet. It's right by the hot tub. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. So he can, he can heat his chemicals and we can do some film later. Yeah. Any, any qu- I have, I've got what's rolling around Mr. Swan's mind right now. Oh. No, I've never sent this. That's the whole reason we did this is because no. me and okay. Mark were even talking before and I was doing the bleach thing. He's like, you know, we can't take that to Target. I'm like, I know. So, <laughs> right. but you. you've now, done stuff to your chemicals and it still works all the time. Oh, man. I mean, you I've done to my chemicals. Oh. Mike... So Mike's a little sloppy with my chemicals, and I, I, he was developing film one night, and I went into the kitchen, and I noticed I have a line on my jug, so I know where one liter is, and I know that it had, it had been depleting, and I looked, and it was over the one liter line. I was like, Mike, oh, no. what did you do? He's like, oh, I noticed it was getting low, so I topped it off with more water. Nah. <laughs> so, there's some leeway, but jeez. Yeah. Now, what about John Fideli? I was on vacation with my family, and shooting a roll of my family walking on the beach and it's sunset and I'm sh- as I'm shooting the photos I'm like oh my god these are awesome these are going to be keepsakes that will last me for la- forever cool. when I'm dead my kids will weep <laughs> when they see these <laughs> and I accidentally left it in my pants pocket and then I laundered the roll of film and dried it as well so I put the pants on again and I was like oh my god immediately call Mike like Mike what's going to happen if I wash with detergent this roll and then put it in the dryer and he didn't offer any hope whatsoever. bring it to CVS once he stopped laughing which I did so I, when I got back I had six rolls of C41 and that was as fate would have it the last one that the girl put through the machine so when I before come it, in before it quit oh yeah before they I guess so I come in and she sees me immediately and she's like oh she starts like getting all uptight, and she's like, oh. "We have your film, but oh, and her hands are shaking, and she's looking. She's like, "I have to show you one roll," and she says, "This roll did not come out so good. I think the machine must have done something." And I'm like, "No, no, no, you're fine, you're fine. It was my accident." She's like, "Oh, really? Because look at it." And the emulsion has started to separate, I guess, because of the heat stuck together, mm-hmm. and when it unrolled, it started tearing. Plus, there were blotches on it. It looked like octopus it was eyes. Awesome from the from the detergent I would gather, but they're really, really unique and yep. very cool. My wife hates them. Of when have you ever seen a picture nope. like that? And she's like, "Well, I hope to never see another one." <laughs> <laughs> I think they look pretty cool. So that was a very happy accident. Now, Keith, what happens when you put that in the machine? Well, the person behind yours, the ne- the next person, yeah, also, that's me, also got a unique role. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> Is that true? Oh, you make me feel bad. Oh, man. So they would have to change out all those chemicals? Selfish. No, they'll they'll go jerk. through the filter eventually. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll be filtered out, but uh, it can take several rolls on Wow. On, but what what, what like will it CBS do to the uses. to the next roll? But this is not a common <laughs> problem, right? This is people watch their film accidentally before. Yeah. it happens quite a bit. Oh, really? Uh, oh, wow. We we can usually tell. Um, you pull the leader out a little bit, and if it's wet, 
we send it back. Uh -huh. We will not do it at all. Yeah, it's right. Been in any form material, oh, we, can't, we can't take the chance. So, no, Dane, you're going to have to do my next role, I guess. Oh, you know what? The, the, the other oh, bonus yeah. of doing like experimental stuff, like I, I did a whole film of stuff with box cameras, all just without taking a picture though, but just letting the light leak in. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the, I'd take it, put it in a different one, just to make the holes and you know wind it. I took it to oh, Target. She goes, it didn't come out. It's free. I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did get that role for free. Yeah. I did get that role I for free, I bet you did. See? That's right. Mark, well, something that I also wanted to add. Oh, so hail the kitchen. If you want to get some wacky stuff like this without ruining Keith's day, too, um, there is a uh, – and the, uh, our European listeners will be really excited about this because it's in Europe. But there's a, there's a company in Germany. Yes. So there's Revolog Film, which is R-E-V-O-L-O-G.net, shop.revolog.net. And what they do is they specifically sell films that. that have wacky things oh, built into the – I got I to so get on have, some of this. They have one called Tesla. That's that, the best one. Yeah, it's got yeah, like lightning cool. bolts all through that's it. That's awesome. Um, they have one that's called Texture. That's got something. They've got wait, one wait, wait, called what do you mean, uh, Rasp wait, that's got wait, scratches like built into it. Is this like the like whole Tesla Colgan coil sparks? Where we pitches a whole Colgan no, no, on every frame. No, Here, look. No, it's look. all different. Let me see some pitches. Pitches. So <laughs> let me see results. That's that's the Tesla. They've got one that's called Colored Skull Rainbow Streaks. They've got one. They've got two. One's called 600 nanometer. One's called 460 nanometer, which is like purple shifts. Yeah, you know, oh, whatever you call it. Stuff. So everything's very purple and wacky, like the Aerochrome. So you can use that, and then no lime juice or urine required. <laughs> It'll go through the machine without wrecking anything. So check them yeah. out. Revo log. And do you have an idea of how they pre-flash the film? What's their secret? It looks like it, they must have some kind of box set up that they'll pull the film out, flash it, it, and then roll it back. You know those little cat toys with the laser pointer thing? <laughs> yeah. Those work great. No, I mean, to get lightning bolts, they must be to putting a surge through it, like no, almost no, no. like static electricity. No, 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 it's not, they're not burning the film. I mean, so what, what you could do, like imagine if you, in the dark, if you rolled out the film on the table, right. took like a window screen, laid it over it, flicked the lights quick, Oh. And then put that film back so in your camera. Like your, your pictures will come with a grid built Ooh. into them. So you could do... Yeah, there you go. Write that down. <laughs> so they're basically doing something like that. But they're, you know, they, have, they probably have masks built up. Right. But then the Tesla, it looks like it really is... I could do one with my beard. In. Just put my beard over it and flash it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Ew. So anyway. <laughs> the interesting thing about what all you gents are talking about is to shoot photography, film photography, creatively, mm. even using some of the Holgo or the photography oh, yeah. cameras, it never really flies well when you show it to, like, your parents. No. Like, you nah. show a lot of creative stuff to your parents. My and mom they don't says, get why it. can't you take normal pictures? That's my wife. She's like, why don't you take nice pictures? What? These look at Jeremy's pictures they were taking with his iPhone, you know, 12 megapixels. Yeah. That was great. Now take like a Jeremy's. digital one. Yep, that's it. I have to take a digital one every time we're out. She's like, I'm like, click. She goes, okay, here, now take one on my phone. I'm like, right. Take a good one now. Yeah, right. I do? love them. So I guess, yeah. you know, you're, you're unique in the sense that, you know, yeah. you could appreciate, you know, a different look for, at your fear of yeah. photography. It's all having fun with it, you know, yeah. doing something. It always feels good to do creative stuff regardless of whether it's something, making something better or different, you know. Right. So. It's a lot easier to, to build a preset for a special effect digitally. And I yeah. have nothing against Apply it. Apply a style. That's what you're into, but. <laughs> Right. It's also yeah. nice to come about it organically oh, and yeah. to try and, you know, keep the process going with your hands. Sometimes on Flickr I'll see a picture that's like, oh, my God, that picture's amazing. And then I go look at the things and I was like, oh, it was digital. Like, uh, it takes a little bit uh, off of the amazing. Uh, it does. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else's filter. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, haven't got, we haven't gotten into it yet. We will this fall. I mean, we're, uh, all of us, sort of like the evolution, uh, FPP is five years old this October. Woo! You know, I mean, wow. I grew up shooting film, but the evolution of getting back into darkroom printing mm. and the creative things you can do mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Dodge and burn, 
putting, you know, boards oh, yeah. on things you could do. Yeah. I don't know how Definitely. many folks here are doing printing. Any printers here? Nice. Yeah, yeah all right. Great. I got to get on that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we'll be getting into that this fall. Uh, Mark, uh, you have a camera. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sci-fi camera, Univex, what? Meteor. Oh, the Meteor. Yeah. What is this? Look at that thing. This is the, um, so Univex, Universal Camera Corporation, which was... Shoots lasers. Yeah, exactly. Everyone just... Um, <laughs> so U- Univex was, was most famous uh, for the Mercury, or especially the Mercury 2 camera. I fixed yours earlier. Which was the half-frame parking meter. Oh, the parking meter. The rotary yes. shutter and all kinds of... It was the first camera Shink. to have a hot shoe on it. Hot, hot shoe! shoe. Um, so they released this in 1819 was when this one came out. Yeah. What? No. Right. <laughs> No, this came out in uh, <laughs> 1949. It's a 620, which is kind of annoying. 620 camera. What do you mean it's annoying? It's annoying because it's hard to roll 620. You just buy it from FVP. Yeah, I don't, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Oh, it's like Philly stuff. I know, it's true. 620 is awesome. So easy to get from the FVP site. But, um, yeah, so it's basically just a collapse. i got the nice little leather case for it. Oh. Collapsible, essentially a box camera. This, Oh, yeah, as far as the masking goes on this, I believe it's a 6x6. Six six. Okay. Cool. Um, box camera style, you've got eye, for instant, um, which on this camera, oh, shutter speed thing we'll talk about later. Oh. Don't, don't cheat. We'll call it 160th. All my cameras have a note on the bottom that tell me how fast the shutters are. 60th. Oh, I think I've got your flash. Um, or bulb, obviously. Um, this one also has aperture settings, mostly useless from 11 to 32. <laughs> <laughs> so F11 is as fast as it goes. 11, so, yeah. Like in here. I mean, it's not going to get anything. It has. Um, Why does it have the hot shoe on it? Hot, hot shoe. Hot shoe. Ah, man, that's a weird so, looking yeah, hot shoe you got there. From 1949, which was getting a little later, but considering the Mercury 2s had it as well, uh, pretty cool. It is a proprietary Univex hot shoe, so you can. Force a, a regular flash onto it if you do a little bit of dremeling, but yeah, it, it will like actually it work. Really big on it. Yeah, it's got like a bowling it's ball big. in the middle of it. Yeah, so and that? it's not like spring mounted, so it's hard to. Oh, you'll, yeah, you'll break a modern. Yeah, so which you, if you there. bend the tabs up a little bit, you, but it works. Um, also, <laughs> the other problem with it was this is like a weird random trick, but uh, the way they designed it, the flash snaps on from the front. Hold on. What? So most most hot yeah. shoe flashes. Will be on backwards. They had a proprietary flash. Yeah. So if if you can find a flash, some some old hot shoe flashes you can hot mount shoe. from either side. So you have to find one that you can put on backwards or Dremel off the bottom of your flash. Yeah, like which the old Vivitars, they go either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the two fifty two I think might do that. Nice. This was a fairly what kind of party un- is this fairly <laughs> uncommon camera. But um, it does... Why has it, it got two look-through hole things there? Why has it got two... Why? Why? As if it was like some kind of extinction meter. But it's it's completely black. I don't know if it was supposed to have something originally or... People's it, eyes were a lot closer together back then. Exactly. <laughs> People's eyes were much more powerful in the 40s. <laughs> um, it, it may just be... Uh, this was a marketing thing to make it look like it had an extinction meter. Who knows? Uh, um, so anyway. But yeah, it's just a good basic little camera. Pops in. It won't let you fire when it's... When it's clapped, so you can't accidentally shoot it. That's nice. Pops out, and that's it. Have you shot with it? Yeah, well, yeah. I've seen the pictures. It's, it's, it's good. Dipper. I mean, it's a it's yeah. box camera. It's not a go to. Well, I mean, I'm saying yeah because I know where the question is going, and the answer is it's fine. It's a you know it's a box camera. Where did you get that? I don't even remember. Okay. Probably in a, in a box. box. Ooh, hey. The other cameras. That's right. I, you know what? No, actually, I think I bought this one by itself specifically because I love my Meteor two so much. I wanted to sort of start accumulating the other Univex cameras, so I saw this pop up for probably five or six bucks. Uh, Mark, by the way, is the proprietor of um, Metropolis Music, a music store in Jersey City, New Jersey. Mark, isn't it true, like maybe a year and a half ago, you, like you were a digital guy and you would never thought of like picking up a film camera? Yeah, oh, it's been more than that now. It's been 
Yeah, it's been th- almost three years now. But first time he got it. We're all shooting these analogs on Tuesdays. We're just. I'm just. I'm like. I don't even know what I'm doing here. And he's. Uh, and he was like. Uh, he pulled out his digital, but we t- he took a uh, six. Was it a six two eight or eight? What is that? The brownie synchro. It was a brownie synchro, yeah. and he had folded up, and he was taking digital pictures down through the through the which framing glass. Right, 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 right. And and he was and he was like, oh, and it had this like hairy look to it. You know, it was like all <laughs> vintage. And then next thing you know, he modified that with a flash. The week later, well, that's and a one, then that's had a 127, so I modified it to 35. And then it was all of a sudden. Now he's sh- now the boom. Then going. it was done. You have like a, a f- an entire room with shelves filled with cameras. Yes, yeah. I do. Sanity filled with Rubbermaid tubs full of cameras. Worst yeah. case of gas ever. The problem was I said nuclear. I, I always was interested in getting into cameras, but I mean, it sounds it's crazy now, and you know everybody was at some point in this boat. But like, I didn't have anybody to talk to about. I want to get into shooting cameras, but literally, like. What the, what is aperture? What is shutter uh, speed? Yeah, yeah. What is f eight? Like I, don't, I totally don't understand. And that was only you know four years ago. Right, right. And then we sort of started stumbling into this and that. And originally I was doing one twenty seven, and and now I'm like, oh, aperture is a dimension is lumber. That's the relationship between the focal length versus the dimension of the pole. You know? So so you know, is that I, what it is? Now I'm like rolling, going crazy, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have this yeah. support group. Of thousands of people who uh, right. we that, can ask questions yeah, and did you think did you think you were gonna like get bored with it and move on to something else? I always do eventually. Oh, you will. You I, just have I, I do tend to have like this obsessive thing about getting into into hobbies of things. Okay, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I've all my life I've been interested in photography. So, um, like in a year or so, will you be like blowing us off? No, I, I mean, I've, I've always been a photography. Now I'm just getting into the analog aspect. I mean, if okay. you look, I, I've been on Flickr since 2007. I think he's got a bit more to go. And my pictures from 2007 up until 2010 were all digital, and there were some on there that I'm very proud of. But he's just getting bigger. Now yeah, it's my like cameras are getting bigger he's and bigger. This big, that beast, and now he's he's like <laughs> now he's, before you know it, it's going to be eight by ten. Yes, so there's there are those Deerdorf uh, 11 by 17 cameras in the building that I know are there Jeez. downstairs. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, that's awesome. I think you know a lot of folks out here today, you know, maybe have a similar uh, parallel Process, story of how, how you got into film photography and Evolution. what interests you, and how it, you kind of build on it, and yep. you know, uh, from it's my something that never goes away. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes a heck of a topic. I think we should have some folks write in tell us what their gateway camera was. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what you, what yeah, you to film okay. the gateway camera. I like yeah. that. Oh, that was definitely a gateway camera. Yeah. Yeah. Po- yeah. Po- podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Folks out there who are actually here in the flesh, <laughs> you can send us an email. You can say, hey, I was at that event. Right now. Get on your phone. Oh, there are, you know your <laughs> inbox is filling up right now. As soon as they're done eating all the brownies. And, of course, you can send something to P.O. Box 152 Butler, New Jersey, 07405. Uh, we, we can take a few questions. If anyone has any just questions or comments or Mr. Bill Lowy. Yeah, I need to go back to the microphone. I need to go back to the microphone. All right, that's what the A28 right. is. That's what the A28 is. Yes, it is. Yes. But it's not microfilm. It's, it's no, act, but yeah. It's no. the but it's the sprocketless 35 so millimeter. What speed is that? Well, this is Fuji HR2 microfilm, which awesomely is 25 ISO. Because okay. some of the other, oh, other stuff, the microfilm fast. is like 0.88 ISO. Dang. AKA ASA1. What? Mm, what? <laughs> This, but there's no cameras that you own that will rate that. Uh, like the EOS goes down to ISO six. Yeah, oh, I have to do three. Which, uh, wow. Mr. Lance King, oh, 
he bought film from the FPP store. He sent me an email like, Mike, you know, how do I rate this? So I sent him the film with an EOS body. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Free EOS body with every roll. You, you, you spend seven bucks on the roll, you get a $3 EOS body for free. But, uh, <laughs> these days, if you know, I mean, I have a flip, flip phone, but God. most people have a smartphone. You could download a, 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 a light meter app. So you yeah. could, I mean, will the apps go down to? Oh, yeah, they go whatever you type in. You can do pinholes. You can do. What we do uh, with the one we did, wait, two hundred and forty ice. What you is can it? type in? Well, uh, on our on the light app that you and I use, yeah, it's, it's the app. one called Tiny Light oh, yeah. Meter. This one goes down to point eight, and so, you can put yeah. in. Uh, I oh, put yeah, in. So. Uh, well, you're talking about aperture. You're talking about. Uh, well, oh. still, it all works out. <laughs> I put still. in one hundred and fifty-two uh, for my. Uh, which one is that? F stop. Yeah. F. Don't yeah. don't let the F. low <laughs> ISO scare you away, Randy. Can the uh, microphone be pushed? That's a Keith Swan question. I would say die fine. Sure. No, we can push that. Yeah? Nice. We can push anything. Now, Keith, when, I, 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 I'm just like a, you know, read the box, send it in, uh, you know, D76, six minutes, 68 degrees, hopefully. So when people say push, what do they mean degrees? exactly, Keith? The bathtub. What that means is we leave the film and the developer longer than it was originally intended for by the manufacturer. Okay. So from uh, we can uh, do a three-stop push on E6 and C41, and a two to four-stop push on black and white, depending on what hmm. film it is. Now, what can folks expect uh, when they're when they're going to push film? Um, I think maybe their folks that are coming from digital or kind of have experience in digital's ability to kind of pull stuff out of the shadows that was almost not there. How does that affect uh, pushing film? <coughs> So the thing with pushing film is black and white, when you push it, the highlights will typically keep going. In, in other words, the highlights will, will get lighter. Shadow detail typically will not increase more than about a stop. C41 film, you can only push about a stop successfully. And Now it sounds like a press conference. <laughs> uh, E6 film can be successfully pushed about a stop and a half meaning it'll, it'll, it will get brighter. Remember, E6 film is a reversal film, so we're, we're, everything's backwards. It gets lighter, whereas negative films get darker as they're pushed. Keith, how often are people putting notes in saying, can you push or pull this? Uh, I'd say between 5 about 5% of our rolls okay. are push or pulled. And it's a, it's a little small extra fee to do that? Service? I believe it's $3. Okay. Can I ask? Yes. A, can I ask a, qu- a pushable question? Uh huh. <laughs> in in a, a hundred words or less, because I know that you could probably oh teach boy. a college course on oh this. Oh boy, this is going to. What good. would be the benefit to like shooting the film pulled two stops and then pushing two stops and developing, or vice versa? Or well, <clears throat> the, the the classic case for for pushing and pulling is black and white. Mm. I mean, going back to Ansel Adams' zone system, essentially you will expose for the shadows and develop for the highlights. Oh. So. Uh, black and white film Deep. pulls really, really well. Uh-huh. In other words, you can compress the, the contrast down uh-huh. in, in a little tighter tighter range that will work pretty good. You can't do that as much on C41 or E6, the color processes. Oh, wow. Hmm. Just, just as a rule of thumb, black and white film does not tend to pick up any more shadow detail or little shadow detail. Okay. Gentlemen? About, uh, I got a question about uh, pushing, like some of Matt's photos. It's portrait 400. Yes. Um, get the mic. Is that just kind of a technique, to get, kind of a technique to get a little bit more exposure out of the, if I'm shooting 400 or 800, if I shoot a couple stops higher, what's the purpose of that? 
Sure. So um, his question was, what's basically the purpose of, of pushing your film in, in a otherwise low light situation? And what I always tell folks is it's kind of a, for me, it was almost like a, an oops kind of last resort situation where I knew I had a 400 speed film in the camera and I knew there was enough to get some highlight and some mid-tone detail on there and I could expose for that and then have it pushed to see if I could get some more detail out of it. And um, for folks that are just playing around with uh, pushing and pulling film, the one I, I recommend toward people uh, to people is is the, the new Portra 400. That stuff has a, an amazing range for both uh, pushing and pulling. It's got quite a bit of latitude on it, and um, I've successfully done some stuff at 1600 and 3200. I don't always recommend it. I don't recommend that you constantly do it or, or you know offer that at weddings just because skin tones and colors can get wonky for that but you can get some usable exposures out of those if you if you know your highlights or midtones are going to be in a certain area and you would otherwise have an underexposed oh, image oh. Or, or even more basic cement here. sometimes you need a little bit more shutter speed to stop action so you can kick your shutter speed up a stop or two mm-hmm. and that you know it's a matter of stopping action or not stopping action and then take the penalty of maybe a little more green or whatever but you have to make so, a decision for the whole role. Yes, you do. Exactly, oh, yes, you yeah. Do. Mm-hmm. And speaking of latitude, ah, makes sense. I was just talking this story a little while ago, but uh, if any of you have you ever used the Hawkeye surveillance film that came up, um, I shot a roll of that, and when uh, an oops moment, when I pulled it out of the camera, I realized I had set the ISO wrong on the camera, and I had shot it two stops slow. So I'm Mr. Smart Guy. I go into the kitchen. And, Mr. Uh, Smart Guy and, in the kitchen and, makes and, a great lasagna. And to compensate, I pull it two stops as I develop it. Oh, boy. And then I put it up online, and someone said, uh, no, you should have pushed it two stops. But the images came out perfectly clear. Um, so that was off by four stops. And the that film has a lot point. of latitude. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. it was in traffic surveillance. Yeah, and it, and it looked like I had developed it perfectly. So, yeah, there, there are some films that you can be way off. Well, you're using a lot of cameras that aren't the most accurate on what yeah. they're doing. That, that helps. I mean, yeah, that's I'll true. tell you. Well, it doesn't hoit. doesn't hoit. <laughs> doesn't hoit. Gentleman back there. Hi. I'm getting into the large format 4x5 and I ordered the uh, X-ray sample pack. Nice! Yes! Yes! Are we able to push and pull that as well? So the question is, are we able to are we able to push and pull uh, the large format X-ray film? More bones. Um, there, it's, it's a silver-rich film. Um, it's very finicky, very picky. Um, pulling it, uh, the more exposure the better on that stuff for the most part. But uh, pushing it, absolutely not. There's not gonna. That stuff already um, holds a very, very tight exposure range to it, mm-hmm. and the shadows and midtones will be absolutely gone if you do that. Mm-hmm. I had a big oops moment. I was doing some um, some testing with some lighting, and I completely forgot what Bellows factor was for a whole shoot. And I if I, I was shooting my X-ray film at. Uh, normally, I think I was exposing at 200, but I had my bellows out two stops, and oh. I, and I, so I effectively <laughs> shot it at like it was an 800 speed film, and I, I left it in there, and I tried to do a, a semi stand development, everything I could, and yeah, I would just recommend box speed or a little bit or a little <laughs> bit slower. We're, we're recommending 25, I think, or 50, uh, 25 ISO. I cannot remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, so I would um, I would recommend. What, whatever the box speed is on it, or even a, a little bit slower if you're in a kind of contrasty situation. So, right, yeah, definitely don't push it. <laughs> I've had all, all sorts of trouble with the X-ray film, and I shoot it often, and I'm always crying to Matt. <laughs> that one that you scratched the hell oh, out of those were awesome. Oh, those are some of the baddest pictures like, ever. Sometimes it's lightning strikes for me, 
And I'm like, oh my god! But I'm a genius. I call Matt. I'm like, Matt, I, wherever I develop this, I just burn the image right off of it. I think That's usually said, the roles you do for me. A less con- like a less contrasty, like a. Uh, a caffeinol, a mellow developer. Yeah, something that's highly dilute. Ah. Uh, helps a highly dilute. Highly dilute developer like your caffeinol, rodinol. I use pyro. Um, right. I don't don't recommend that stuff. It's now what nasty. about like the like the technodol or some of the Ooh. Now that's pterodactyl. Um, that's uh, <laughs> that would do it. That stuff's kind of hard to find though. Or you, you get the the photographer's formularies like knock off that of stuff. It. Uh, that stuff will work. I've seen some folks get get results out of that. So right. there's a lot of ways to make it work, but it's just be about being the, consistent with it. A lot of experimentation. Yeah. We have some questions. Uh, the woman in the first row had a question first. I pushed Portrait 400. Mm-hmm. I used uh, Mamiya 645. Okay. It came out okay. Things came out well, but I tried to do it on a, in a 35 millimeter camera. It was an OM1 I used, and like practically nothing came out. And I've used that camera before to like with Tri-X. Is it, is it because the film is like, it's a smaller thing, or is it just with the needle screwed up? Sure, so the question is, um, you shot Portrait 400 in a Mamiya 645, and then you'd also tried it in an OM, OM-1, and there was the push results were not as strong, and was it a result of the film being any different in that format size? Hmm. I would say... First off, process oh. the same place? Um, yes. Okay. Because am I not correct? Not all labs will push process C41. They'll try to make up for it in scanning or printing. Well, it's just something popped in my head from college. Yeah. When we would shoot films in college, our professor, Professor Tarbox, would always be like, batch numbers, batch numbers, batch numbers, make sure you get the same batch numbers. I mean, yeah. we're students that make any difference. But see on Monty Python? Is, <laughs> did it matter that there are different batch numbers, different processes? Mrs. Garrett? I, I think Keith's got a good answer ready. I already spam. forgot the question. <laughs> uh, no, they, they should have been the same. Uh, and if they were processed at the same lab, then uh, they both should have should have worked out well. So it was either an exposure error or the 35 millimeter was not pushed. I know. I didn't want to say it. Ah, shutter. Yeah, tomorrow, we're going to discuss this tomorrow. See, we all... Check the shutter speeds we, on your Olympus. We are all under the illusion that our shutter speeds are all working properly. Perfect, yeah. When the fact is tomorrow, everyone's going to leave. No, we, we should wrap that up. Everyone's oh, yeah, right, going to be yeah. so heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of our vintage cameras, the shutter speeds are not accurate. So, Way, like, but off by more than a stop. Portrait yeah. 400 is so stretchy. Oh, it's, it's great film. Uh, Kodak has given us all a huge favor with with the Portro series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. We answer your question not yeah. like not not happy with the answer, but <laughs> yeah, so right. the yeah. the, uh, the other side of the coin could be that the OM1 was uh, exposing it perfectly and there was a sticky shutter on the mm-hmm. Mia 645 that was letting a little extra light in, therefore those push results look good because it was getting more exposure. Mm-hmm. So that could have been the case as well. You know, reality mm. is often disenchanting. It is. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, folks, I was going to introduce this gentleman tomorrow. He's a special secret guest, but he has a question for us. Mr. Spencer Cunningham from the University of Finlay is here teaching photography. Oh, That's right. What is your question, sir? Well, you know, my question is actually for, for students, like students who have never done film. What's the difference? Students who've never done film. What's the difference? Oh, you meant why are you interested? Why, why, why film? I'm speaking in the For me, why are we here? As I tell people, <laughs> if it's important, shoot it on film. Mm-hmm. Because of life, the life of it. 
people have no responsibility with digital to keep no, it no, no archiving to keep it updated to the most current. No archiving. Lose it in the camera. Lose it's, your files. It's card not goes special. Bad. They shoot and so much. Which when I make those yeah. special my to camera, it, and I make what is going on in film, this world? I make the choice of my developing. It's mine. If you don't like it, it doesn't matter. It's mine. Mm. It's not somebody's automatic. This a Photoshop filter. Mm. It's mm. mine when I'm done. So it's very personal. Did make folks print, out there tangible. in the audience agree? Like, why do you shoot the film? Yes. Yeah. 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 Are there I, folks in the audience that have shot digital and converted to film? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we've got quite a few, yeah. yeah. There's reasons sure. for both. But yeah, there are. There's definitely reasons for both. It seem like it's really not a war. People no. who no. film no. No. still shoot digital. Do, do you folks still shoot digital? Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I mean, Everybody still shoots, yeah. 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 Getting back to, like, why uh, film, you know, one of the things I think that brought me back to film, I mean, I never completely left it, but I've done quite a bit of digital photography also, but what kept me coming back to film is that film, unlike digital, it's more of a hands-on trip. Yep, yep. 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 that's right. And <clears throat> that was something that I really crafty. digital. You know, yeah. Stuff off the inkjet, you know, you can do cool things with that too. That's sure. Great. Yeah. But it's not the same as no. hands in the trays. Nope. All that hands on stuff. And I really miss that. One. It's like from the movie The Fly. Mm. Oh. Remember the scene where, where Jeff Goldblum tells Gina Davis to put the steak through right. the pod. <laughs> so when <laughs> it comes so out on the out. other side, he's like, now taste it. And she goes, she's like, it looks like a steak. He's like, but taste it now. And she goes to taste it and she goes, mm something's off. Right. You know, something's different. It's a steak. It looks like a steak, but it's not really a steak. So well, that's like the... And that's big for me. So what I was going to say was... <laughs> I need help. <laughs> the difference for me when I'm shooting is that when I'm shooting on film, like let's just say starting with a 35 millimeter SLR, when I'm shooting on film, it makes me more conscious of what I'm shooting, the depth mm-hmm. of field. Yep. I don't waste shots. The, and the bigger I get... So actually, my 4x5 is the only camera that I've had around my house the last month. That's my... I just taken pictures of my daughter around the house with it, and that one. Every picture you take, I notice if the windows in the background are dirty. Like you Ooh. know, you start to see yep. everything. Yep. You yeah. start to slow you down. Start to think. Yeah, yeah, you, you slow see. down. Yeah. Really I mean, every yeah. shot with that takes ten minutes. I used to run a recording studio, and we were all we have, of course, had the Pro Tools and everybody. We were doing the whole digital this, and you could do whatever you wanted. Bands would come in, be okay. So can we can just play the chorus once, and you can just just copy and paste that later. And I'd always be like, no, yeah, you know, I'm, we don't good. do that here. But we also were full analog, twenty, you know, with the whole twenty watch, everything analog, tube gear, no computers, and that's how we used to prefer to do things because you'd play a take, and then everybody would stop for a second because we had to rewind the tape because everybody's, yeah. ooh, you know, their ears would relax, they'd, they'd stretch, they'd stop for a second, they'd think about what they did, they'd get a little amped, whatever. And then you'd hit record again. It's a different process. And then, then so you're in another headspace than if you're like, okay, no, go. We're got, you're got, you know, so when you people are, are chimping and whatever you call it, and just, you know, a lot of times they're really not seeing that window in the background. They're not thinking about interacting with the actual, you know, camera they're using. I mean, I'm sure right. some of those guys know them like the back there. I shoot digital especially. like I shoot film. I know many people, yeah. folks out, you see every day out in the park. Yep. They come back with a thousand shots. I can't to do me, it. that's no. mind-boggling yeah. because who has the time to edit that? Nope. You might as well be doing video. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lomo Kino. They don't, edit, they don't look at them right. again. No, I hate. I used. That's why I got this other thing in film. I would have at the end of the month. I'd have ten thousand pictures of nothing, and I have to go through and flip <laughs> and be like, "Well, that one's okay." Well, to and be this, fair, for digital, I used to shoot corporate events. Uh huh. And. 
between myself and another photographer, for one night event, we'd have easily 750 shots to 1,000 shots that we would then have to go back and call and create a slideshow for the next morning session. Oh, right, 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 right. So the whole it's night, practical. all we're doing, you're like, oh, his eyes are closing this one. Instead of just taking the shots and saying, oh, wait, we got a good shot. Let's throw it up there. The whole yeah. process was completely different, and that was yeah. handy. That's true. Because if you did only get one shot of the guy and his eyes were like this, <laughs> you couldn't very well post that on a huge screen the next day. So it's got that going for it. Yeah, oh, it's definitely. true. Plus definitely. needing 1,000 shots by the next morning right. would have been hard on the lab. Yeah. yeah. We need more chemicals. I actually had a question um, for Keith. Um, you're seeing so much film come in from so many different types. Um, what kind of demographics are you seeing? How many people are shooting black and white? How many people are Ooh. shooting E6? How many, mm. what Good question. Is, uh, how much 110? How much you know, format? <laughs> which how format much is format? winning? I like it. Well, that's a lot of questions at once. <laughs> uh, I'll take one ticket. <laughs> still the most popular thing we get in, in is uh, C41, 35 millimeter. Yep. Uh, just normal rolls. Color. Yep. Color. Yep. Uh, second most popular will be black and white, 35 millimeter. Yep. Mm. Makes sense. You have a, a variety, uh, Kodak, Ilford, other brands, other you know, Arista, other other brands. Uh, third most popular, I would say, will be 120 black and white. Really? Or black and white? Over color. Huh. Yes. Number four on that list uh, would be 120 C41 color negative film, and then we get into the E6. Mm which is still strong on certain days. It's re- E6 is very seasonal. Uh, spring and summer yeah. mm. are, are big E6 times. Slows down quite a bit in the winter. And You're seeing more uh, medium format E6 than 35? or No, no, 35 by far. Uh, on a Those medium format slides are just so beautiful. They are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, the first I time I saw them, my they look better. negatives yeah. come back. We, we like processing them, too. They, oh, they I look bet. great, uh, and we don't have to mount them. <laughs> That's right. No <laughs> cut negs. That's right. So. And then uh, 110. 110 stays strong. Yes. Cool. Wow. That's we have, it. A, we have a dedicated guy who comes in two nights a week and on one of the pieces of equipment scans 110 for five six seven hours a night 110 guy that's great yeah Yeah. Yeah. nice one guy that does our 110 i love my 110 110 it can be difficult to scan yeah Yeah. there's there's a lot of poor 110 out there still yeah there's a a really tiny margin to mask it off just right i always have trouble with that awesome well we're going to wrap up this show yes yes there's any treats left feel free to grab them i want to thank everyone for joining us for this show what show? show Uh, and of course, we're gonna we're gonna exit the show. How, how many folks out there listen to the file to the very end? Does anyone listen to the music? Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, okay. These are the gentlemen who make the music. Yeah. John, Mark, Dane, not me, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> and lately, our good friend uh, Darren uh, Ballard Riley yeah. from the um, Manchester area of UK from and Kevin. Uck. You do have some pink delicates. There's a lot of pink delicates. But he's still making great music. So let's let's end on a track, and we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Check question. Sweet. Uh oh. Show's over, man. The music's playing. Listen. Show's over, man. Game over, man. Oh, a question is. Oh, what is it? What does a guy have to do to get his music on the FP? Oh, you got to come to a Tuesday night at Smooth and hang. Check one out, check one out. Let's. Check one out, check one out. Let's. <laughs> <laughs>
Check one elf, check one elf. Let's Check one elf, check one elf. Let's send a message to all our brothers down the road. Chico 